Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All new Dr. Phil today. Sex or no sex, it's still being unfaithful. When does friendship turn into emotional infidelity? I don't call it cheating. I like the attention. I don't want to be used. I've been very truthful. You've been very truthful, but you went behind his back and wrote these love letters to his best friend. Will this be their turning point? Do you love your husband? Of course Mark. I do. Don't say, of course I do, like anybody could see. We're here because we want to be together. We are here because he wrote in, well, I, because I, you were running around with other men having emotional affairs. I, I was in denial. I just want it to stop here. I'm trying to get you to open your eyes and realize there are consequences. Amanda, you are about to lose everything. This is going to be a changing day in your life. I know things are tough out there, but we can do this. Here we go. I want you to get excited about your life. Four. And ready, three. Let's do it. Go, Dr. Phil. to find today's show really, really interesting. I have a question for anyone married or in a relationship. Would it be okay with you if your spouse had close friendships with members of the opposite sex? Yeah. I mean, if your husband had a female friend he spent a lot of time with, if your girlfriend or wife hung out with guys, emailed them, called them, had lunch with them, that'd be okay with you. Well, so, but when does it go from a simple friendship to emotional infidelity? I mean, is there a line and what constitutes crossing that line? We're about to meet a husband who says his wife has crossed that line. Randy says that during their 11-year marriage, Amanda has been emotionally unfaithful, in his opinion, time and time again. Now, he's a former Navy SEAL. He says he feels like he's in a constant state of red alert because he has to watch Amanda like a hawk, fearing she will cheat on him yet again. Amanda's emotional affairs are at the heart of our problems. Sex or no sex, it's still being unfaithful. I can't trust her. I've lost jobs because I've had to follow her and keep an eye on her. Amanda will get distant, argumentative. Sex going to maybe two, three times a month. Amanda cheating is no big thing to her. She thinks she's never crossed the line. She's never had sex with anybody else. I find it difficult to believe that she was able to kiss people, hug people, write I love you notes, email them, meet them in parking lots. If she's capable of going that far, why stop there? Well, maybe some of you young mothers out there can relate to Amanda who says she's not looking to replace her husband, but merely wants 
a little more freedom from Randy's controlling behavior. The emotional affairs, I don't look at them as a big deal. I don't call it cheating. A quick hug was really all that I've ever done. I was never planning on having sex. I do like the, the tingly feeling you get as far as falling in love and the newness of it, but these were definitely just fantasies. Or maybe I really was just physically attracted and thought I was developing feelings, but I was never looking to replace my husband. If I had a little more trust, maybe it wouldn't even happen. Randy has spied on me. He drives by the house to see if I'm having someone over. He comes home and immediately checks the history on the computer to see what I've been doing. I got this so that I could keep track of the wife on the internet. I could tell when she's on. I don't have much of a life. I feel trapped in this house, in these walls. I do feel like I have to look over my shoulder even when I'm not doing anything wrong. I feel violated. I need some more freedom in this marriage. Well, you heard Amanda say she's been involved in fantasies. Not real cheating, but you be the judge. Now, listen to this incident that happened between Amanda and a young man she met at her children's school. And he was about 20. And it started just by a physical attraction. I just looked at him. And I saw him every day for months before I even spoke to him. I never talked to him on the phone. I never emailed him. We did exchange some words. I was devastated. I mean, here she is picking up our children. I couldn't believe that she could incorporate our children and cheating in the same thing. This young man did tell me where he worked and I ended up going to see him at his job. And I did give him a hug. One night Amanda made a big deal. She was going over to this girlfriend's house who, come to find out, has an open relationship with her husband. They both have sex and girlfriends on the side. This woman told me that she had set up for Amanda to meet this kid. So what they were gonna do was a little hookup. When I confronted Amanda, she denied it. I had no intentions of having sex with this young man. Well, most recently, Amanda has moved to online flirtations. This is starting to get involved with these social networking sites. This last emotional affair that I had, I met him on Facebook. He applied to an application as far as being interested in me, and I thought that was kind of neat. And I pursued finding out who he was, and we corresponded via email three or four times. Randy, once he found out, he had checked my emails, called me and made a big deal out of it. She tells me that she likes to be on the internet, in chat rooms, talking to people, that it's no big thing. It's just a little fun, it's just a little flirting. It was very, very innocent, almost like a friendship. Okay, there's three things that I wanna to cover today. One is what you're doing. This, what I think is an infatuation addiction where you, you say you like that tingly feeling. The second thing I want to talk about is what the hell are you thinking? I mean, you know she's doing this, and you continue to just say, well, each time, I guess, is okay. And, and there's a dependency there that I'm troubled by. Okay. Just because somebody messes up or just because I'm not perfect doesn't mean that I'm trash or that I need to be replaced. It means that I need to fix it. In some way, there's something that's not clicking that needs to be fixed. Do you believe you teach people how to treat you? No, I think you earn it. Yeah, that's semantics. But we'll talk about that. That's one of the three things. You're, I talked to you about is, is one. And then the third is just the dysfunctional nature of this relationship. See, I, I'm bothered by something that my dad used to say, for every rat you see, there's 50 you don't. And 
I, I think it's pretty naive, Randy, for you to believe that what you know is everything there is to know. You, you don't really Correct. think you know 100% of, of what's going on. I don't know 100%, and I can be honest with you that I don't want to know 100%. I just want it to stop here, and I want to find out what I'm not doing to achieve some type of area where when she needs something or when she's in need of attention or where she feels like she's just the monotonous everyday mother taking care of three kids, picking up her husband's laundry and doing it. Whenever she needs that extra attention, she comes to me. So what are you looking for that you're not getting from him when you go out and do these things? Well, to be honest, I like the attention. I mean, it really starts as a very innocent, flirtatious eye contact. It really isn't drawn out to become an affair. I never, ever wanted to step out in, on him at all, ever. Um, these were during times where we were either arguing a lot or we weren't talking. Um, we need to learn how to communicate. We have a hard time communicating how we feel. A lot of these things are unresolved, and they bring up really, really hurtful feelings when we try to talk about it. Okay, this is a truth test, by the way. Because listen, if y'all come in here and you try to be right and kind of cover things up and, and all of that, then we're just going to waste our time. It's, it wouldn't and help if us if you're all. not willing to take a hard look, you say, oh, I don't want to know things. Yes, you do. You want to know what you need to know to fix this situation. I want to make sure yeah. I'm not crossing the line and controlling my wife. I want her to have her freedom. I want her to be gone and go with her girlfriends. Call me one night and say, hey, listen, you know what? I had a couple drinks. I don't want to drive home. I'm going to stay here with so-and-so and believe that and be able to rest that night no, knowing. You don't want to be controlling, but you don't want to be a schmuck either. No, I don't want to, I don't want to be taken for a fool. Yeah. I don't want to be used, but I also You planning know, for a fool? No. Okay. We've been married for 11 years. You know, okay. I love well, him very much. Okay, well, we're going to talk about that. This is a truth test, because I'm telling you, this thing can be fixed, and it can also go in a real bad way. And right now, it's headed in a real bad way. Brandy says Amanda failed her biggest test when she tried to cheat with his best friend, a rock and roll singer. But she says, oh, you know, we weren't really headed anywhere. We weren't really doing anything. I just was chatting him up. We'll hear about that painful incident when we come back. Part of me dreamt about being with my husband's best friend. He was in a band and that kind of turned me on. I thought I was falling in love. You have to catch Amanda. You have got to get dirty. You have got to sacrifice everything to find out because Amanda will lie till her grave. Okay, we're talking about what happens when a spouse looks outside the marriage for friendship. Sometimes that friendship can cross the line into emotional intimacy. Then it's a short step to physical interaction. Trust me, the grass is not always greener. In the case of Randy and Amanda, Randy says the most damaging betrayal happened when his wife went behind his back and wrote a love letter, not to him, but to his best friend. The attraction to my husband's best friend was definitely physical, and he was in a band, and that kind of turned me on a little bit. Part of me dreamt about being with him, but these were just fantasies. What we did was we talked on the phone, and we would kind of just make eye contact when he was visiting Randy. I was falling in love. I did write him a letter stating that I had feelings for him, and that's how it ended. I was devastated. I was done. 
he showed me the letters and he let me listen to the voicemails that she had left for him saying how much she thought about him and that every time she listens to his voice she thinks he's singing to her her feelings are for him but you know she's married and she feels torn but yet she wants to pursue and see if maybe we can't get together somehow i went out to the bar and i went back to the house anything that we had had sex in gave to each other i destroyed he was very very drunk the police came we ended up separating that night what would have happened if this if this guy hadn't fronted you out I, honestly, I really don't know. I, I, I was in denial, and I probably would have just continued to go with it. So it got interrupted because he went to your husband and said, your wife's writing me love letters. Right. Uh, which seems like a pretty good friend to me that, that he would do that. I don't know the rest of him, but at least he told you the truth. What's happened in the ones where you haven't been caught? They were very innocent. I mean, the, uh, there's only been the ones that have been talked about on the show. I mean, I've been very truthful. I want to help our marriage, so I'm not trying to... You've been very truthful, but you, you went behind his back and wrote these love letters to his best friend. That's not truthful, is it? No. And you hid that from him. Right. What did you say in the letter? I, I said that, you know, I, I was developing feelings for him and I wanted to see how he felt and things you like that. You wanted to explore it. I mean, I was drinking a lot during that time, so I was yeah. leaving these messages when I was... Right. Then there's this young man at your daughter's school. You said, there's nothing to that. You were just going over to this open marriage couple to meet with him for... I only left the house games? to bring the what? girls to school, and um, he was there every day. It really was just a matter of making eye contact, and that's all it was for a few months. You know, and then I finally said hello, and I mean, it really didn't go very, very far at all. Do you think that this is appropriate behavior? I do not. Because what you said... Uh, also, which I thought was really interesting so much so I wrote it down, you said, I need more trust. If I had more trust, then maybe this wouldn't even happen. I feel violated because he's monitoring you, right? I understand he has to. I mean, I don't know how I would react if Dr. the roles were I would never. I don't, I'm tired of it. I have three daughters. I don't want four, okay? I'm tired of watching. I'm tired of everything else. I want to be able to go to work and know that the woman that I chose to have children with, to live the rest of my life with, is actually keeping my home safe and not allowing negative uh, influences, negative things. Uh, just, you know, the house is supposed to be a wholesome place. It's supposed to be safe and kept safe for your children and for each other. Okay, but, but just on what we know, she didn't cheat on you once. She didn't cheat on you twice. She didn't cheat on you three times or four times. She cheated on you five times that you know about. And it is insanely naive to believe that that's the only things that have ever happened. Correct. You are a 100% efficient detective. I am no idiot. Yeah. So your belief is that if he would be less controlling, then you wouldn't do these things. Well, I think we kind of feed into each other because of the, what I've done. He feels like he needs to do that. And then I kind of react and it kind of just goes back and forth. Yeah, if somebody's picking your pocket every day, you tend to watch your pocket. Yeah. Correct. I mean, isn't that the deal? Right. And it's hard to forgive somebody if they're still picking your pocket. Right. And aren't you picking his emotional pocket? I am. And, and you, come on, you know the impact of this. You know it's tearing him up. But you would rather get this little tingly high feeling than save him from, from, from this, this pain that he's experiencing. No, I want it from him. I definitely want to learn how to how to change things and get it from him. 
I just don't know what I'm doing wrong. I've done the attention thing. I've done going home and, and, and telling her the floor was clean, the counter was clean. Um, I've told her thanks for my laundry, I, thanks for the kids, thanks for, I've tried to, you look beautiful. God, you look sexy in the morning, you know, whatever it takes to try to build her self-confidence up, but well, I'm tell you what, I got some good news and some bad news. Give me the bad first. I'm going to tell you both right after the break. Once I go to work and I'm outside the home, I'm a little bit afraid my emotional affairs will turn sexual. I can't say that they will, but it's always been places where I'm at all the time, where I would find and connect with someone. It's not something I'm looking for. I'm afraid when Amanda gets out of the house for a job that this marriage isn't going to make it. Well, Randy is worried that when Amanda goes back to work, which is coming up soon, that the trouble will start again. Amanda was fired from her last job when she crossed the line with a patient who was in her care while she was working as a nursing assistant at a psychiatric hospital. He was a psychiatric patient. He was about 41. Somebody I saw every day. Somebody that I found to have a good sense of humor. I enjoyed being around him. I thought I was developing feelings for him. The man was being accused of having oral sex with that patient. I was shot. Couldn't believe it. Again. Again. They didn't have any proof. She was responsible for helping that person. She was hurting that person. I was in the car and found her with the psychiatric patient. She started screaming to me, I don't want to do nothing with you anymore. I don't want you, I don't love you. Go away. Now, let me ask you something. Did, did, did any stop signs ever go up in your mind that says, this is inappropriate? Of and what did you say to yourself? I was able to push that thought away just because of the way I felt towards, towards Randy at the time. It was interesting when you said that the allegation was that you had oral sex. Right. And your response on the tape was not, didn't happen. Your response was, they have no proof. It, but it didn't happen. I've never had sex with anyone. Then what you said, what you said was, they've got no proof. And I didn't just come in on a load of turnips. I, you know, right. I, I hear what's said and what isn't said. You didn't say it didn't happen. You said they have no proof. Right. I'm not trying to hide anything. So you said you liked the attention and you were feeling rebellious. I do, yeah, I did, yes. Okay. Well, the hospital didn't see it that way. They, they thought this was highly inappropriate. Of fire course chain. it is, of course. I, I said before the break, I had some good news and some bad news. Was that the bad news? The good news is, you, you said, I want to know what I need to do. I need to know what I need to stop doing or start doing so I can really connect here. Yeah, I've, been, I've been to my doctor for the last three, four years. I've been on whatever type of medication to try to change me so that I could fit the puzzle piece that she needs. And that's just so stupid. Well, the good news is this has nothing to do with you. The bad news is this has nothing to do with you. So how can I be of some assistance to this? Oh, I, mean, I can't can just be, sit you down You can be of some assistance. My... No, no, no. You can be of some assistance, but you need to understand... The problem you have right now is I may very well know more about you than you know about yourself. You know and I know that it's convenient to criticize him when this is all about you. Are you, are you honestly telling me that when you are, are sending love letters to his best friend, getting involved with a psychiatric patient in the hospital, setting up a meeting with a young boy at an open couple's home, 
that that's all because he doesn't communicate you with you? That was what Randy assumed. I never was willing to, I mean, I was never going to go have sexual relations with him in any way. I know, you, that's what you said all along. Right. You never intended. And that's the truth. Well, that may be true. It, it may be true. I, I don't believe it. At, at, there's one level at which I do believe it. Uh, because I believe you are scared to death of intimacy. Mm-hmm. And so I think there is a point that you get to where you probably would bail in most situations. I don't think it's because of any integrity. I think it's because of a fear of intimacy. I don't think you are comfortable at all being open and vulnerable. I think you like the power. I think you like the exhilaration. I think you like being able to set it up and make it work so you can prove that you, you have this attractiveness, that you have this desirability. And I think you've been searching for that for a long, long time. Wasn't he the first guy you met when you left your dad's place? We were working in the same restaurant. Right, yes. and that's where you met him. Right. So you go get a job and you walk in and he, you meet him the first day. Yes. And how long before you went out together outside the we restaurant? Went out that night. That night. Yeah, we had ice, we had ice cream that night, yeah. Yeah. And we actually had our first kiss that night. Yeah. You ever wonder if she was running toward you or away from where she had been? And there's a big difference. Girls leave their families for one of two reasons. They're either running toward somebody they really want or running away from something they do not want. I think it was a little bit of both, I'm going to be honest with you. Because I'm not going to put myself down and make it look like I wasn't a catch. So I'm going to put a little bit on both, okay? I'll put a little bit on both. Yeah. Yeah. How much older are you, Randy? I'm starting to feel ancient. <laughs> I'm uh, years nine years. Think that anything to do with the attraction? I was very physically attracted to him immediately. Yeah. What do you you said you liked simple? the fact that he was older. Yeah. I felt like I needed someone to protect me. At the time, we were both coming from very hard times in our life. You know, the worst thing that can happen in a, in a marriage is for there to be a parent-child relationship. Correct. Where you're seen as the parent, the disciplinarian, the rule setter, the boundary keeper, the, the one that sets all the standards and guidelines, because then that's like dad. Right. And you know what happens when kids grow up? They rebel against Way. dad. They break off, they peel off, they start going out and, you know, dating and stuff like that. I wonder if there's a dynamic here where this has been defined in a parent-child way. You're older, you are the one that monitors everything, sets the rules, and holds her to a standard, right? Yes. And you rebel against that, do you not? Because, yeah. Then we say, well, gee, this doesn't seem to be working. All right, coming up, what happened... Uh, in Randy's past that I think is playing a major role with part number two. I said part number one is why Amanda is addicted, in my opinion, to this infatuation high. And part two is why is Randy reacting to this the particular way that he is. We'll be right back. My husband is always wondering where I am and worried if I go to the grocery store. If I'm talking with someone, he's thinking that I, that I want to leave. There's no trust. I need some privacy. Hey, it's Kaylee. 
Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street. Essential television. When I was a child, I was abused. I was always shoved around, shown that um, I was undesirable and incapable of being loved or cared for. As soon as I came home from school, I was locked in my room because they didn't trust me. There was no sports, there was no playing outside. I never really experienced security or true love. Well, there was Randy who is struggling in his marriage because his wife, Amanda, continues to have relationships that in my opinion, in his opinion, and I think even in her opinion, uh, crosses the line. She's looking for comfort. She's looking for exhilaration outside the relationship. You have tried to police this, thinking that if you put up enough fences, if you put up enough monitoring devices, you can stop it before it starts. So far, I've caught it before. It's gotten to a point where I couldn't accept but you, you don't really know how far they went. What, all you know is what you know. You don't know what you don't know. I can't let my mind run wild. It does it all day long. I can't let my mind play with me. I'm in control, not my mind. So there's no possible way that I can let, picture it going farther. I have, and it's affected certain outcomes and arguments and discussions because I've actually been able to picture it going farther. Do you think we're products of our learning history? It's no excuse. It's no excuse for me to make mistakes in the future. If I've already made them, it's no excuse. Yeah. Oh, I'm not offering it as an excuse. I'm just wanting to be sure we understand everything that's going on here. You want Correct. to have a stable, happy, healthy safe. relationship. Yes. And safe is a good word for you. Safe is my number one thing. You want to be able to go to bed at night and not have to worry if your world's crumbling around you. And in fact, you go to bed every night with the world crumbling around me. Feeling that it is, in fact, crumbling around you. And lately, the stress has become physical on him. The yeah. anxiety from worrying, and yeah. it becomes very physical. Okay, so, and you know these things about him, right? And isn't it odd that the, the very thing you do to fill your own need is the worst thing you could do in hurting him? I do tend to run on my emotions, and that's been getting me in trouble. I, I need to learn different ways. And what I need to do is be able to go to him and say, look, I'm, I'm, it's happening again. I just never did that. I, was ne I never felt comfortable going to him initially and saying, Okay, now respond to my on. point. What I just said is you have made a decision that, based on results, is very selfish, it's self-serving, it's egocentric. I know what I'm doing creates him the number one pain in his life, I'm going to do it anyway. Despite the fact that it's, it's selfish behavior, I, I'm not a selfish person, and I never intended on... 
I don't know how it's going to look, but I never intended on any of this to happen. It, it, it was never anything I was looking for. You have had five assignations that have destroyed his feelings of safety and security. And your response was, I wrote it down, Randy responded badly. You respond badly. What am I supposed to do, throw a party? I, I'm sorry. I don't know. I, I, he's justified what? in feeling that way. One would think. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm trying to get you to open your eyes and, and realize when I do this, there are consequences. It's like, this feels good to me. I, I won't think about what this does to my that's husband, that's to my do. children. That's exactly I mean, what is this, the Scarlett O'Hara School of Management? I'll think about this another day. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's what I do. But that, you, you can't do that and expect this marriage to survive, right? right? All right, Amanda and Randy's three little girls are suffering the fallout from mom and dad's problems. I mean, kids are so receptive. We'll talk about that when we come back. I have crossed the line with my children as far as them being involved in our disagreements. My younger child, she's come up when we're arguing and said, Mommy, I don't want you to go find another man. That's pretty sad for your four-year-old to be saying that. Closed captioning provided by... If you would like to purchase a tape or transcripts of your favorite Dr. Phil show, please log on to drphil.com or call 866-4-DR-PHIL. The girls are at school. I feel lonely. I should be able to go and meet with a friend for lunch, but there's no trust. Randy checks on me. I need to go through him as far as making a decision. It's a permission thing. Amanda has trapped herself. She has made herself a prisoner of all the guilt. If I left her, she'd be emotionally unstable on medication with no control over her life. Well, we're talking about a marriage rocked by a pattern of emotional infidelity and, according to the wife, over-control by the husband. I mean, all of this is just a cycle. It's happening over and over, and it's affecting the children, as anybody would predict. Randy and Amanda are making the big mistake of hashing all of this out in front of their daughters and involving them in the details of these emotional affairs. The kids see everything. I think they're feeling resentful towards me. They don't want to come to me about certain things. Maybe they don't trust me. They think I'm going to leave. I crossed the line when they were in the car when I was looking for my wife. And when I burst out and say mean things to my wife, my oldest one, she's pretty understanding. The middle child is resentful towards her mother. And the younger child, just a few months ago, when she's come up when her mother and I were arguing and said, Mommy, I don't want you guys fighting. I don't want you to go find another man. That's pretty sad for your four-year-old to be saying that. Amanda, you are about to lose everything. You are emotionally promiscuous. Do you get that? Yeah, I do. You two are pulling out the worst characteristics of each other. In front of you the are children. bringing out the worst in him. He is bringing out the worst in you. And your children are in the front row 
watching all I of this. I just want to say, um, we don't deliberately talk in front of them. Our house is very small, and they just hear us, and we argue, and they hear us. Okay, well, then I'll chat with them, and I'll tell them that they didn't mean to scare you half to death. They didn't mean to make you think your whole world is going to come apart. They, don't, they didn't mean to make you say, Mommy, I don't want you to have another man. Uh, come on. The only reason she said that is because she heard us talking about it. She's only five. She okay, doesn't and, remember. And how did she hear you talking about it? Well, we because talk about Because you it were talking about it within earshot of her. That is irresponsible, and it, again, is selfish. You want to vent at the time, so you argue, and it changes who they Can are. Can I just say something? Um, whenever we try to talk about anything and we start arguing, this comes up. So, yeah, it's not just me talking about it. Yeah, this is kind of the elephant in the living room. Correct. I will take responsibility for the fact that our children hear everything. I will take all of it. I don't want you to take responsibility for it. I want you to stop it. You need to stop doing this. Get in the car. Drive down the street if you need to talk about this. Don't do it in front of the children. It scares them to death. That's my fault. I can't then let her take the heat for that. It. It's my fault. When I see something that is not done, Dr. Phil, or something that is not finished, or there are open questions. It's got to be a complete package or it's not finished with me. And I can't sit here and go a day, four hours, and say, well, I'll just wait till the kids are in bed and then I'll talk to her. It, it, I got to know now. Not only can you, you must. I'm you are making you. these children pay for this and they're innocent in this. You guys, this is what I mean. You're bringing out the worst in each other. Look, you have a problem with intimacy. You are addicted to this constant high, which means emotionally, you are fixated at this 16-year-old level. You're fixated at this 16-year-old level when we used to like fall in love in high school and just, oh my God, they're the most wonderful people. And then three days later, we hate them, don't talk to them. You are fixated at that level. You are living that way in your life now. And you're going from one relationship to another, just like you did in the cafeteria at the high school. The problem is you got three kids who've hooked their wagon to your star and you are married and you are a mother and it is time that you grow up. And if you think she's going to go to work right now, go work outside the home and not get involved with somebody in the first week, then one of us is a fool. I can't do this on my own anymore. I've been doing it for 11 years. I have sold things that I have worked my entire life for. I have sold awards that I got in the Navy. I have... I have gotten rid of everything. I don't even have my original wedding band. Whatever it took to make my family make it, I did. And that's, I don't feel any remorse. I feel no shame in it, but I need help. I cannot do this on my own anymore. Well, there is a point at which you have to be willing to walk away. You have to be willing to I'm not a quitter, I'm not a quitter, I won't quit. I'm not saying you're at that point, but there's a point at which you have to save yourself and your children if she doesn't get this Pollyanna attitude off of her face. Oh, it's okay, I'm not really doing anything. You are. You are violating your relationship, and that has to stop. And the only way it's going to stop is for you to figure out in your own mind what I already know, which is that you are damaged and you have problems with intimacy, and that has to change. Does this sound like the truth to you? Yeah, it does. All right, we'll be right back. the pain I, I drank alone every day especially on the weekends it was to the point where I would pass out and I wouldn't remember where she went remember what she did and I wouldn't remember kicking me smacking me yelling at me telling me that I don't love you Amanda wouldn't remember sex drphil.com brought to you in part by 80% of us don't get enough calcium from food our bodies can steal it from our bones Give yourself some TLC, Tender Loving Caltrain, and give TLC to somebody you love. 
Travel consideration provided by... In my busy kitchen, I want nothing but the best. Eggland's best. I love Eggland's best because of all the great nutrition. That's why they're the only eggs I make for my son, the chef. Eggland's best. The better egg. We do our shows in front of a live audience, and we have a great time here, don't we, everybody? So if you want to be in the Dr. Phil audience, go to drphil.com and click on Be in the Audience or call 323-461-PHIL. 323-461-7445. We'll see you right here. I'll have a couple of beers at night with Randy, but it's nothing like it was before. Amanda's drinking has been excessive. If she drinks more than just a couple, I'm afraid Amanda would be raped, abducted, murdered, or her kids would be molested. These are the things that go through my mind constantly. Well, that was uh, Amanda who admits that she's made the mistake of using alcohol to escape her marital issues with Randy. Do you love your husband? I love him. Of course Why? I do. Well, don't say, of course I do, like anybody could but see. But we're here because we want to be together. Well, you're here because he wrote in. You didn't write in. Right. You're right. So we aren't here because we want to be together. We are here because he wrote in well, I, because I, you are running around with other men having emotional affairs. You know, during these times, we were not getting along. I mean, people, we live in our own life, in our own house, and we know what's, what happens. And a lot of the times we just argue and argue and argue. And these were the times when we weren't, we weren't talking at all. I mean, weeks, months would go by where we just didn't talk. And mm -hmm. it, it was nice to get the attention from. And again, I wasn't out looking for it. These were places I was all the, were all the time. Look, don't, don't, don't tell yourself that. I don't mind you telling me that because I don't believe it anyway. But... Don't tell yourself that. I wasn't out looking for these things. Oops, I just wrote a love letter to my husband's best friend. I hate it when that happens. But years went by. We were friends with him for years. This wasn't just a, a hasty decision. We were friends with him for quite a long time. No, it wasn't a hasty decision. It took you a while to get around to him. You had to go through these other ones at, at the time. You are out looking for some relief. And I want you to have the relief. I just want you to have it in a constructive way. Look, love does change across time. It changes in different ways as we mature in our relationships and individually. We were married three months after we met, and I was already two months pregnant with our 10-year-old, so we really didn't have any time together. We were parents from the very beginning. Okay, so you didn't have the chance to build a relationship, and then here comes Mr. Everything has to be lined up exactly right. Mr. Boundary got to sweep up everywhere. Mr. Navy officers got to have everything like that, and you're like, whoa. I'm like free spirit out here playing around, all of a sudden I got this guy building fences around me. Somebody that's running wild calls for fences. Somebody yes. who builds fences looks for somebody running wild so you can build fences around them. This is dysfunctional. And you've got to stop this Pollyanna, like, oh gee, it just happens, crap. You do this on purpose. You do it because you've got an itch he can't scratch. Do you believe that I don't want to be away from him? I mean, I don't want to be without him. No, I do believe that you want to be with him. I do, because I think you are just Pollyannish enough to think, I want everything. I want my husband. I want him to put a roof over my head and take care of me and the kids and protect me from all the evil in the world. And then I want to go out here and get exhilarated and then come home. But you can't have everything. You've got to decide what you want and make a commitment to doing that. And that's what I'm asking you if you are willing to do. Of course. Of course I am. I don't mean to just say it so, you know, of course. But yes, I am. I, I am 
willing to do whatever it takes. You can say, of course. I mean, I make, I'm sitting here, you know, very vulnerable in front of TV, and, and I'm willing to do this. I'm willing to make, you know, make a future. We'll see. You're going to have some work to do here as well. You know that. How do I let go of the past? That's my, that's the reason why I'm, how do I let go of the past and go to work and just say, well, if she's doing it, she's doing it. I've got no control over what she's doing, but I need to react appropriately. So if she's doing it, I need to leave her? Or do I need to find the problem out of what she's doing? Or do I need to put, build fences up? Do I, what, what, what the heck am I doing here? It takes two to do this dance, and if she comes along, then that's fine. If she does not, your job, your responsibility, is to protect your children from this toxic nature. And that may mean picking up and leaving, but you're not ready to do that no. yet. I've got some things I want you to do when we finish here, and then I will see you all again. Okay? Be right back. We don't, we don't have, have a health plan. plan. We have a plan to stay healthy. I'm tired of the hardship. I'm living on less. But I'm living more. Recovery. My credit cards are maxed out. Maxed out. But my brain isn't. Change is coming. Is it coming to you? It's my life. Every crisis, every problem, every life has a turning point. It's my time. Every day is a turning point. <laughs> if you need a miracle, be a miracle. Dr. Phil. Start a change reaction in your life today. You can always stop by DrPhil.com 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There you'll discover more on today's show and learn life strategies. At the top of today's show, I asked you how you felt about your spouse having relationships with members of the opposite sex. I wonder if you've changed your opinion about this. You know, one of the things I'm most concerned about with Amanda is if she's having these emotional affairs, She's going to run into an old boy who just doesn't think it's time to stop emotionally, and you're going to wind up getting raped. You're going to wind up getting hurt. You're going to wind up getting assaulted in some way. You're playing a game that guys just may not want to play. Right. And that's a real danger here. We're going to set some things up, resources for them to, um, to deal with. Thank you for being here today. I know this is important. We'll see you soon. Bye. At the top of today's show, I ask you how you felt about your spouse having relationships with members of the opposite sex. I wonder if you've changed your opinion about this. You know, one of the things I'm most concerned about with Amanda is if she's having these emotional affairs, she's going to run into an old boy who just doesn't think it's time to stop emotionally, and you're going to wind up getting raped. You're going to wind up getting hurt. You're going to wind up getting assaulted in some way. 
you're playing a game that guys just may not want to play. Right. And that's a real danger here. We're going to set some things up, resources for them to, um, to deal with. Thank you for being here today. I know this is important. We'll see you soon. Bye.